Pursuit of Podcast, a purely guest-centric show focusing on people and organizations that advance positive change. Positivity can be anywhere, and in a time of vast discord, the pursuit of is finding those who champion its causes loudest. Join us as we sit and learn about the pursuits of local leaders in their community. Let's go. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Pursuit of podcast, where it's truly not us, it's you. I'm Ryan Buck, artist development for New Leonard Media. With me, as always, is the boss, Mark Wilson, president, New Leonard Media. How are you? Ryan, I'm doing great. That is excellent. Oh, thank you. Now, because we're so practiced at banter, we should be really good at this. Oh. (laughs) Typically, we don't go any further than this, right? Yeah, but I want to tell you that today... It truly is about us. It is. Yeah. Actually, we're kicking off what I want to call season two. I like season two because it feels good, it sounds good, and it'll probably look good on a (laughs) t-shirt. So what I wanted to get into, though, is I don't think people know much about your contributions to the operation here at New Leonard Media and what you're about. And so I was hoping that We could talk about some of the projects we've done together here, as well as highlight everything that New Leonard Media has been involved in since the start of 2020. It's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. And as we've been talking about framing this as a conversation, it feels like a long time ago, but it doesn't. Some of the things that we did, some of the the build out things, and it feels like it was very recent. Yeah, it did go quick, but just the adaptation that everybody knows that we've had to make in the world post-pandemic and some of the things that have actually been for the better for remote areas such as northern Michigan. That's a great point. And how different does the room feel? How different does the studio feel to you from that time? It's certainly more loving. It's a great uh, way of putting it. And and less of a dungeon. I don't know if it ever felt dungeonous. It just, it feels right. Being in here just feels good to me. I don't know. I mean, there's some sentimentality to that, maybe because of the things that we've done and, and being able to do podcasting here. But it just, it's a great feel in this room. And I think when guests come in and artists come in, that's that same sentiment. And that means a lot, I think. I want this to have character. If you come here, you see bits of my soul in here and memories of my father's life, Leonard Wilson, namesake of New Leonard Media. But also I want people to be comfortable and feel in their time that this is their place. Yeah. And the real make yourself at home. I think it's all things to as many people as possible. At least in my time in working with you and being at New Leonard, the spectrum of guests and folks that we've helped and artists and just an eclectic group of people in all walks of life that I've seen. And again, I look around here and I find interesting curiosities everywhere, but it's not cluttered. It doesn't feel that way. There's just little surprises and little things. If you look, I'm used to this view that I have right now and the records that I look at, specifically these two, the words beastie and juicy are in my head at all times. (laughs) You all have to come down and see it to know what I'm talking about, but there's this comfort to it. There's this view. I could paint it, and it would give me comfort, this view. Looking up at those records, seeing what's on the wall here, that photo. 
it's all part of what makes us feel like a home and is great, I think, for anybody who wants to come create. So also, I wanted to get just into a couple quick stories that revolve around the projects that we've been involved in and how it's evolved since the beginning of 2020. And when I say that, I hope people remember that for the first couple months of 2020, it was not what we know today. And come March 2020, at least in northern Michigan, there were some significant differences. Yeah. You're probably going to find that you said a whole lot more there than you think looking back. It is remarkable. And there were some things like right off the bat, the Indiegogo campaign, the grant funding for the film that you had been working on even before I came into the periphery here. And I think that was so unique to hear about the project that you were doing with that film. Yeah, it was an exciting opportunity and we continue discussions in finishing it. But essentially, a professor at Dartmouth College, a close friend and first-time director, Dr. Nick Rio, had reached out to me, said he secured some funding to get a documentary revolving around coastal homeland protection, specifically Maori surfers and the traditional and cultural connections to surfing and the ways that it can be at odds with surf tourism in New Zealand. So we did do an Indiegogo campaign to get a couple of the other producers, travel and boarding, to Raglan, New Zealand. And we spent a couple weeks there meeting with the locals and with several hosts and filming one of their, it's called the Tioni Games. Had you ever been to New Zealand before? I went one time prior on a different research project where uh, Dr. Rio had brought together three indigenous nations that were involved in major river restoration projects, Grand Traverse Band being one of them. And I had an opportunity to be part of this living research project that later was uh, published. The link will be in the description, as well as the, the links to what is now called the Pathway to the Sea, Te Ara Moana which translates, and still under the working title, locomotionsfilm.com, link in the description. But it was a great project to get started in their summertime, our wintertime here. Yeah. And the intention was to come back during their winter when the waves are like really roaring in August of 2020. My journey home was a complete indication that something is wrong, really? something is happening. And I didn't play too much into it. Had I thought maybe if I was a trader, I would have sold all my stocks immediately right? and then waited a few months. Trader, not T-O-R, meaning? Oh, yeah, not okay. a traitor. If I was a traitor, <laughs> I would have recognized that LAX was such a mess. <laughs> who knows who was getting in, like... They were taking whole sections of people and just saying, like, all you guys go ahead and come in. Because the, you know, the question, have you been to mainland China in the last two weeks, was so big that so many people were getting separated there and being screened. So we come home in March. Within a couple of weeks, the governor in Michigan announces that we're closing down after one university after the other. Due to COVID down. at this point. Yeah, yeah. And so... When she had said 
we, we were going to close down for a couple weeks, which <laughs> yeah, we laugh at today. Wow. It was, That's right. It's a long couple weeks, but that we also had like 13 hours until the shutdown happened. I didn't know it was that close. Yeah, it was something like that. She, she made her announcement. Yeah. And there, there was several hours that we had. And one of the things that I decided to do was I went straight to Home Depot and I bought a bunch of lumber and other materials. And I knew that I'm going to have two weeks. So you thought you'd be productive. Yep. I'm That's gonna, a Mark Wilson thing to do. I'm going to rebuild the studio. I'm going to do <laughs> several different things. Planning ahead, not going to get tripped up, not going to be stopped by whatever it may be. That's you to a T. That's amazing. Because I always wondered how you had the foresight to do that. And so the idea, what would excite me most about something like that is the travel, honestly, because yeah. I haven't been to Europe. I haven't been to Asia, New Zealand, Australia. So the idea of not only being able to be a part of a project that's, I think, so important, but to travel to get to do it has to make it so much more special. So like, where are things today? That project right now, New Zealand's getting closer to opening. Right. And, but did um, they have and, the, like, the lowest rates through all of it? If well, you ranked all the countries? When you're a country of that size and you're also an island, it's easier to right. close your borders and be like, nobody, you have the nobody's... Power of Peter Jackson and yeah. the nobody. rings of power to keep you doubly protected. <laughs> nobody in, nobody out. Yeah. We're going to get rid of this thing. They did a good job. But we're getting closer to being able to go back, and that's a very exciting discussion amongst the production team awesome. as of recently. So you talked about having the foresight to get the supplies and all the things that you needed to do. And then it was like a refocus, a, I feel like an analysis of what opportunities there were for New Leonard Media and what needed to happen. And you just kind of had a plan. And I remember we started talking kind of big picture about things that we wanted to see and things that we wanted to do. And, and this was even before reconfiguring the inside of the studio. But when did the new sound booth come into play? When did all that start crawling in your head? I can't remember. Well, for the most part, you know, live by the belief that luck is when preparation and opportunity meet. And I was already in the zone and getting prepared for things to be different. And that's when uh, we got a call that there was a, a talent local to our area and did not want to travel to the cities to complete the automated dialogue replacement for the movie they had recently worked on. Yeah. And through some discussion, uh, a little back and forth, uh, New Leonard was selected to host and do this remote recording, the ADR for the that's right. movie. And that's when we hosted Amy Smart here. But it was a process. We buried the lead on that one a little bit with, with who it was, but you say local talent and it kind of narrows the pool a little bit, right? So you're wondering if it may or may not be her, especially if it's a feature film. Yes. Which again, it does narrow it down a little bit in our area, but that's one of those things from a challenge comes opportunity. And I think yeah. to your point, who knows, had certain things not happened, would she have done that session, that ADR session locally, or would she have gone... You know, 
to LA to do it, combine it with something else, you know, under normal. Or in this situation, the post-production facility was in Toronto. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So like the international travel, just, it might not have been an, even an opportunity. Even if she wanted to go, I, I'm not sure it would have been yeah. feasible. But to other Hollywood facilities, potentially, but that would require that type of travel to yeah. a much more congested area. Now, what she doesn't know is that sitting on lumber and other materials already planning to rebuild here is that over weeks of discussion, we didn't know the gig was actually a lock until three days beforehand. So in that time, we rebuilt <laughs> a, a six by eight vocal booth that's uh, a room within a room. Yeah. So three layers of rock wool and sheetrock and lumber so that we can completely isolate the little prop planes that circle <laughs> Traverse City yep. uh, via Northwestern Michigan College's aviation program. It's a great program, by the way. Not taking anything away from NMC. We'll have them as a guest. That would be we'll great. Talk about it. <laughs> but that is a challenge at times when you have uh, sensitive audio recording happening. You can't really. And because the, I think the equipment here is so top-notch, it can pick up somebody's lawnmower from down the street or something like that in a, in a large yeah. prop plane flying yeah. overhead. But you, you acted. I, I remember trying to get this gig. And, and it, it was a process. It didn't, never felt like a lock. And I think you, you hustled hard for it, which is really cool. And knowing, I think, that a project like that, and, and I, hopefully you can get into how technical a project it was, because it wasn't just a straight her come in and record. There was so much more to it. For those that don't already know about ADR, it's essentially any audio that was recorded outside any of your dialogue, you record on the set a little bit, and then you come in to the studio where it's a more controlled environment. Yeah. I mean, they're and, all, you know, they've got wireless lobs on them on, on site, but they, it, it doesn't always. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't always, not always usable. And for some movies, for instance, if you're shooting Pirates of the Caribbean and a jet flies over, <laughs> there's absolutely no way to explain why that's in the background. So all the outdoor, every sound effect, everything you're hearing is recreated in post-production. And I had been curious about that after sitting through the process. If you see movies and television differently now, if ever you're taken out of the experience <laughs> because you know that car that just drove by, the sound isn't the same as the car that was on set. No, I'm not. I willfully buy into the magic of movies. I do. Although I'm fascinated with how they're made. And I went to film school for a little bit a thousand years ago, but I love film. I love the process, but I'm not usually taken out by something like that. If it is clear though, that the mix is bad and the voice sounds different clearly, I'll be like, oh, that was 80 yard. Or like in Galaxy Quest, which was supposed to be an R-rated movie, and they're going into the chompers, and you clearly see Sigourney Weaver go, well, F that, like she mouths the F word, but it's <laughs> the heck with that, or forget yeah, yeah, you know, forget yeah, that. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, okay, you can tell, but 
If you go back in time and you try to watch like the original Jason Bourne movies and you hear when they punch the sound effects from yeah. then, like we know what bad sound effects sound like and we know when a car is peeling out on a dirt road. Tires don't squeal. But they, yeah, why are the tires squeal? It's a big tire <laughs> And everybody knows, I think a lot of people have seen the video of uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in an ADR studio just grunting and growling and screaming. Yeah. And it's a funny, you know, video on the internet, but what was really most profound to me about that was these are actors who have to come in and they have to double the lines as they see them on screen because she's yeah. looking because you put a, a you know beautiful screen in the booth and they have to double that plus they have to she, it's a it's a disaster film a film called 13 minutes and she had to scream and pant and heave cry and yeah and cry and create and bring forth legit emotion all the while you're here monitoring and capturing the recording that is happening which is being sent somewhere else and the director and the studio in Canada are all on the screen listening and watching. I thought that was fascinating and amazing and a credit to your skill and what you have built because you're cool as a cucumber on the exterior and I try to do the Duchovny thing as well. But I was pretty nervous because there were so many X factors, but we knew what we can control and we controlled it. We greeted her when she arrived. She was lovely. Oh, everybody involved was completely professional and personable yeah and just unbelievably yeah, cool. wanted a good product yeah of course and so not to drag that out too much but exactly one week after that the next big project that came along which made me feel great knowing that the booth was already completed yeah. as right. as we needed was a call from a company friends now veritalk out of chicago they do kind of a Mad Lib style phone calling service. People might remember when you could have Santa call your kids. It originally was one of the biggest marketing pushes for snakes on a plane. Everybody yeah. could make Samuel L. Jackson call their friends. That's right. And this became a campaign for Brooks Running Shoes. And we hosted 2018 Boston Marathon winner Des Linden. She was awesome. She was awesome. Just a Really sweet, but very driven and dedicated. You can tell she was intense. Yeah. I think you have to be to do what she does, but she was just so sweet and kind. And what she had to do staggered my mind. It yeah. just blew my mind what oh, it took. Yeah, yeah. Sat, sat here, read like 900 names. Because <laughs> like they that. created like this, this names. platform wherein... They just capture celebrities and, and sports figures and what have you saying a billion different things that they can just put into a computer algorithm yep. and spit out different messages pretty seamlessly. Hey, Ryan, your friend Mark said that you're running the New York Marathon this weekend. It's a tough one. Be careful at this or what? Like, yeah. And it was, yeah. like And a, one after another, she'd have to say, race Ryan. after race. Yeah. Steve. <laughs> Mark. And then the names of how many different races. It was, that yeah, was fascinating. And, and different things about it. It was pretty neat. And I believe that's available at like Brooks Running slash Des Linden. I'll put the link in the description. If yeah. anybody wants to send a message to the runner of your life. And then uh, it was kind of cool, you know, her as somebody saying that, you know, she enjoyed being here and had another uh, opportunity with Equinox Media for Precision Running. 
which is a guided running app. So your coach is in your ear as you're running and you can do virtual races and you can do other things for your conditioning as a runner. And the first time they had a guest coach on and Des came here and recorded yeah. and, and spoke. And so it was a great thing. Uh, one thing to note was that I love to have snacks and some good hospitality here for everybody. And so I figure she's healthy, get her plenty of health foods, but then there's also like junk food here too Yeah. And on her way out. I was almost embarrassed that I would put chips and other things out and like candies and she yeah. grabbed all of that. And I realized, oh yeah, she like. Did she? Yeah. She probably burned so much that. <laughs> yeah, she's fit. <laughs> like, she, like, yeah, can't. that's true. She probably just skipped out to her car and there you go. Bag of Cheetos just goes away. I envy her really on that. <laughs> and that's the thing. We, again, are very intentional about how we welcome people and, and having snacks, but nobody's, you know, sent any any list of demands that I'm, you know, aware of yet, but you've seen that kind of stuff before and, and we're equipped. You know, I love how people come in and will point to something that they like in the studio or that really they're attracted to. And as a musician, I am always so pleased with your Father's Day gift of the the Marshall Half Stack refrigerator. I think that's probably <laughs> the most popular attraction in here. Musicians alike all go is that a refrigerator? Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And that's where, you know, their special drinks are yeah, and stuff. People love the graffiti wall too. But. The graffiti wall, yes. The One of my favorite photos, thinking about these times, made me realize we're in the process in, in COVID we are, but the photo of you and Amy Smart in front of the graffiti wall. You, you couldn't be close to one another, so you're six feet apart, but it's still just a brilliant photo. And that graffiti wall is so, I think... Soon to be iconic here at New Leonard Media. Everybody's going to want to come and get their photo. It's north facing, so in the summertime it gets no sunlight. So it's survived like over a decade. I didn't think about of, that's why it looks so good. Yeah, yeah, it's still <laughs> bright. And shout out to Decca for painting it. And so the ADR piece, that was really exciting, not only because I'm just a big movie fan, but it's a neat job to be able to do. It's still quite technical. You're taking care of people, you're allowing them to do what they do, and more calls have come in. That's not the only thing, and there's been some other interesting opportunities well, we've done too. Yeah, you know, the following year, Traverse City specifically, Northern Michigan, the Leelanau Peninsula, Old Mission Peninsula, it's beautiful here. Yeah. That's no secret anymore. It's, it's out. And to a also, fault. It's actually out too much. Yeah. <laughs> but the... Interlochen Arts Academy is in Northern Michigan, Interlochen, Michigan. And side note for anybody that's a fan of American Pie, this one time at band camp, that is the camp that she's talking about, is the Interlochen Arts Academy. Wait, what? I don't think I knew that. Oh, yeah. Really? I heard it. I believed it. I'm repeating it. I'm well, pretty sure they're, yeah, because in, they're, it supposed, takes place they're in supposed to be in Michigan, aren't and I'm they? pretty sure band camp is Interlochen. But like I just said, I heard it. I repeated it. You guys Google it. Let us know if I'm wrong. Yeah. But, uh, or don't. Let us keep this fallacy yeah, alive. I want to believe it. They tend to attract a lot of people to the area because somebody might have a child that's going to this school or to the camp and they get here and they love it. Yeah. And then they buy a home that they can return to, especially creatives. So we have another couple of talented actors, couple 
Michael Gill and Jane Atkinson. We get a call from Warner Brothers again, and this time there's a couple things. One was supposed to be a gig for Stargirl, but schedules get conflicted and things fall through. Yeah. But because that gig was teed up, I had to go through their COVID compliance officer training because every sound set has to have somebody yeah. making sure that we're in compliance. Typically, there's only one engineer here, and it's either myself or Caden. And so that's me. So I go through this training. They send me boxes of face shields, gowns, and everything I need for yeah. when talent arrives that I can screen them properly, do everything. The second Amy Smart gig falls through, but since I'm on the list with Warner Brothers, I get another call like within a week that the show Clarice was airing, which is a continuation of the Silence of the Lamb story. It's one year after Buffalo Bill gets caught, and it's basically following Clarice through her career. And there was a talent here, Jane Atkinson, came to do a few ADR sessions. Yeah. So we're credited on episode 10 and 12, I think. It's a good show. It was, and I wish it could continue. There's uh, politics that are like way beyond what we could understand. But from what I understand, Clarice is like in limbo. Like there was like a sale to like a Paramount Plus. Is that a and, rights thing? Yeah, there was like oh. something where they were going to be sold to a different network but the deal went south so they were never canceled season two never got made there you go shuffling around in hollywood all signs pointing to these types of things have to happen and i like what you said about northern michigan being an option for that kind of thing and folks come from all over the world to go to interlocking it's yeah. astounding yeah and it's really humbling to know that that's in our community as well, which is extraordinary. And yes. we'd love to work with them and anyone affiliated even more because I think it's just good synergy there. Oh, oh, it is. And I'm a fan and supporter of Interlock and Public Radio and hope to see projects between the two uh, facilities yeah. in the near future. That'd be awesome. And what else do we do? Gosh, we do lots of different things. but So for the most part, through my career, I've wanted to do... Several things. Like, it's hard not to be interested in all of it. Yeah. It's one thing to be a digital handyman. But if you don't niche down a little bit, you get good at nothing. And so what we focused on was our strong suits here, and that was in vocal production. So we still work with musicians, but it's basically if it fits in the booth. So we're not typically tracking bands here. And the layout is not conducive to mixing for no. bands. We're a tracking studio and basically voice work boiling down to audio books, audio, video, podcast production, and vocal recording. We've had a couple of voiceover actors in for specific campaigns and for marketing purposes some Lowe's commercials, Home Depot, some GE stuff, remote recording, which has been great. But then also getting in a couple of uh, audio books. So one being the title of the book 
Show Strides Testing Friendships, which is a preteen targeted story of some equestrians and their time traveling to horse shows. For those familiar with the Traverse City area, we have an annual horse show that attracts a lot of people here. So a publisher was in town and a lifelong equestrian and had authored this book and while here needed a facility to track the audiobook. And um, New Leonard was happy to accommodate. Yeah, which is another interesting process because as fastidious as you have to be with ADR, same thing with an audiobook. Now, we've done a few audiobooks and one was actually read by the author. Was Show Strides also read by the author? It was read by the author. Awesome. She was great with her characters and everything else. And then the next was a recognized public speaker and a person who had devoted their life to superior customer service. Yeah. A longtime friend of mine, actually. Margie McCartney, who titled And Then... Networking Lessons from an Extraordinary Life Still in Progress. Yeah. This is 20-plus chapters of different phases of her life that end with a big, and then this happened, and then this occurred to me. And it's these little pearls of wisdom from somebody who's lived this like extraordinary life. Yeah. The amount of people she's encountered, the strange connections, and I think... Not to turn this into a commercial just for one book, but I think if you listen to it, you would recognize just how many things in your personal life, you, the listener, yeah, how many things that connect that it is extraordinary. Go she is one of the most extraordinary human beings I, I've ever known, and I call her the great connector because she's connected me to people everywhere I've moved. She's just a singularly unique human being. She's one of those people that everybody in her life told her you should write a book. And she did. As you saw, she should have. It's unbelievable. I like the title, And Then. And she got into some of the behind-the-scenes stuff and what it really takes to get a book out there. And it, it, it's not easy. So anybody who does it, I have the utmost respect for, especially if you go through with doing your own audio version of the book, too. Yeah, That's just a whole other step that could possibly be on somebody else's plate in a way. But I, I really like the fact that we're able to allow somebody to have their book immortalized in that way. And we talked about other people doing different things. A, a father who could come in and his daughter's getting married uh, and he wants to record something to, to commemorate that. Or even in memoriams, folks who may have a life celebration coming up and they want to come in and, and just say a few words and, and capture that. And when we talk about how unique it is that what we're doing right now, this podcast, is going to be there for hopefully in perpetuity. Enjoy, I'm glad hopefully. you just brought that up because that was something that we hadn't discussed in pre-production to, to get into today. But last week, I just edited a series of discussions and songs and a bunch of little fun things from somebody's grandchildren. Oh. She wanted to have her grandkids captured in secret from mom and dad. And then for Valentine's Day, Gave him this like eight tracks. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> That's mix of the kids telling freaking stories adorable. and the things that they love about mom and dad and and singing some of their favorite songs. Oh, my gosh. And 
it was kind of a process because uh, some of the music when they're singing, you can't really hear it. But yeah. I, you know, I find the instrumental online as well as some yeah. of the singing, and I chopped it up. It was actually kind of creative, and it was fun. It's you know, back in the day, you could because I was obsessed when I got my first boombox that I can record in yeah. my first band. We just set the boombox on, play and record, mm -hmm. and you could do stuff like that. And then technology progressed, and you had a little handheld recording device, a little tape in it, now your phones. But the idea that, yeah, you could do something like that on your phone, but kind of likening with another podcast I'm trying to do is when you put the music to it and you yeah, you made everything work yeah. with a little bit of effort and not even a huge monetary investment either. You could do something like that that is so powerful and so important and is forever and is thoughtful. Just a little bit of production just music behind that. That must have been beautiful. Sorry, I missed and that. Over Christmas, also, the over the holidays, there was a gentleman that had an acting background and did theater. Great voice, but just decided that liked the the vibe of Northern Michigan better and came home, but highly talented. And put together a compilation CD nice. of covers for his mother. And it was just <laughs> like, like, dude, he was such a pleasure to work with. Because it's great when you got somebody talented. Yeah. It's awesome. But at the same time, there's so many other talented people that create and that aren't coming in here thinking that they're going to win a Grammy off of what they're recording. Right. They're coming in because there's a simple place to record, get yeah. some memories down. Mom's going to cry when she hears it. She's going to love it. Absolutely. You know? And there's the reason for why you're creating, the reason for why, hopefully it's in general a positive thing, but it doesn't matter. The fact that you're creating, and, and you'll see it on the new Leonard Media website, you have a voice and it deserves to be heard. And this is a place that allows you to do that. And I think about how when we discussed being a podcast studio, we should have a podcast. Yeah, And when we talked about doing the podcast, which is now this one, we didn't go for a fancy name. We didn't go for a lot of fancy branding, although I like the name The Pursuit Of. makes a lot of sense to me and how it relates to the fact that it truly isn't about us. It is the pursuit of title track, the pursuit of that guest, which makes a lot of sense. But I underestimated in a way how gratifying it would be doing The Pursuit Of because, and I say it every time we leave a recording, but I leave these days... Um, and even the time spent getting ready for these podcasts, just a little bit more upbeat. Yeah. <laughs> and the intention of it was, and it, it was a little bit COVID reactionary to get some more positivity out there, but it was you and your inspiration because of all your connections and all of your stories telling me about people that are just amazing. And it made a lot of sense for us to say, let's highlight people doing good in our community in any form. And we've had like such great guests. Yeah, Just everybody's been, been such a pleasure. Remarkable. And they're all people that I love to work with and interact with and see in our community here. That, that's good. And, and, you know, sometimes we invite somebody on and it helps build towards something even bigger and other individuals meet each other via this room we're in right yeah. now. Yeah. That's something that I just love to see. Another um, great connector. I would love to earn that title. Well, or in having people say, oh, you were on The Pursuit Of, or you did something at New Leonard, and yeah. it being something that's resoundingly positive and a good thing. 
in our small way, if we can help connect others in what they're trying to do as well, because we'll do the podcast and on mic or off maybe, hey, you should meet this person or meet this person. I, I see you continuing to connect people. And I think that that's meaningful. And uh, again, it's a privilege to be able to to do the pursuit of. I, I've been loving it. At first, you're right. You said, I always wanted a podcast called The Pursuit Of. <laughs> and great. It's a marketing nightmare, only, everybody. Yeah. Not only are we unknown, but there is a couple hundred, <laughs> The Pursuit Of Something. When you say this episode truly is not about us, it's about you, not this current one, because this one is about us. But when you say at the top of the episode where it's truly not about us, it's you, the guest in particular will have that title, The Pursuit of Seeds, The Pursuit of Youth Work, The Pursuit of Urban Meds, The Firekeeper's Daughter. Oh, that was a nice one. Yeah, yeah, the National Writers Series. That, yeah. was, that was a nice and one, yeah. when somebody looks for their specific title in general and they want to tell somebody, you look, just look for The Pursuit of Ryan Buck and you will find Ryan's episode. You know, I'd like to tell you it was that was like completely it. thought out top to bottom, but having you describe it that way makes it seem all the more impressive what we did. When we say it's not us, it's you, yeah, but to to know that their name is in the title of essentially the podcast is, I think, even more special. I like when you framed it that way. I, I love it. And there are several uh, podcasts that have been produced through here and several to come, including a movie buff I know. Yeah, that may be tomorrow or the next day, actually. But uh, yeah, you, you guys have, are ready. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many? 30 episodes in the can? Yes. <laughs> a Little Independent is the name of the upcoming podcast yes. that focuses on weird and obscure independent movies. Yeah, independent movies of all sorts and a couple of weird and obscure ones, uh, <laughs> to be sure. But it's with one of the closest friends I have and a uh, continuation of something we started in the lunchroom at work. We're thrilled to be able to do it here at New Leonard. And I hope people enjoy it and there's a place for it. If you like movies in general, specifically independent, I think uh, they'll have a good time. I've watched a few that you guys have talked about. You and liked. you didn't let me down. <laughs> oh, that's good. You didn't let me down. Full disclosure, some of the episodes are longer than the movies themselves. Yes, they are. These guys go through <laughs> note by note. They, well, they, it, they dissect these movies. <laughs> it's meant to be comprehensive, and hopefully even the most diehard film buff will get a new nugget of something. So we're digging hard to get to some good stuff. So we hope people enjoy it. Moving forward, as you said, um, would love to just have more exposure of the studio to anybody, to obviously here in Traverse City, but even in the region. Selfishly, I, I think it would be awesome to have somebody come here from afar to be a part of what we have going on because they heard a good thing or somebody said that this was a place to create and to do your project. We love our home. Yeah. We want to be able to accommodate the rest that want to be here. Absolutely. The way we usually end, I'm just going to do this impromptu, but I'd like to thank you, the listeners, for your pursuits, for listening to us and engaging with us, and as always, for pursuing the positive. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for returning with us to the Pursuit of Podcast here in 2022, the Pursuit of Season 2. We've got plenty of great guests already recorded and in editing. We can't wait to share all these great pursuits with you, the listener. And here we are, making it through the pandemic together. Enough said. For all podcasting, audio, and visual needs, as always, check us out, newleonard.com.